0: Lords of Loud, the Summer Series. The
1: following program contains naughty bits. Hey, we're
2: back.
3: We are. This is the Summer Series, and you're listening to Lord Brett and Lord Al. That's right.
4: And I know it's summer because I've got a fungus growing where it shouldn't. (laughs)
3: I'm so glad to hear that, Uh, and for the viewers, I can't see it, so that's a blessing in disguise.
2: Mm.
3: It's warming up here, and today, uh, sort of in response to what we had last time, we're talking about non-serious, silly songs from Serious Songsters. What a great title. It is. Well done. I guess somewhere along the way, when we were thinking about what this is about, it's about maybe bands who don't take themselves so seriously.
4: Yes, every um, now and
3: again. Every now and then they don't take themselves so seriously because there's some bands on our little playlist today that uh, you might be surprised to know that they mm-hmm. took the piss. Can we? Is, right. that, is that Australian vernacular we can there? Let's jump into a little favourite. This is just a snippet. I guess where this one fits in is this guy is pretty serious and people might be uh, interested to find out that he did let this little blooper... Slip into one of his songs. Uh-huh. So let's let's have a quick listen, just to the front end of the song.
1: I was riding on the Mayflower when I thought I spied some land.
0: <laughs> Start again.
2: <laughs> Wait a minute, now. <laughs>
4: Okay, take two. Mr. So, Dylan. Yes,
3: Mr. Of course, Bob, of Dylan. Bob
4: Dylan. Do you, uh, do you think he's actually laughing because he realizes how ridiculous he sounds? <laughs> I,
3: I just like it because yes, everyone considers him a serious young insect. Mm. Uh, this is from uh, 965 on the Bringing It All Back Home. Uh-huh. Uh, and he left it on there which
2: yeah.
3: I like because it just he's yeah. obviously doesn't take himself that serious that he can't have a little flawed start, and also it's a, just a delightful laugh
4: from him and the yeah, and yeah. the recording engineer where they just lose it. So having no idea about where that album falls in his uh, collection. But
3: but I guess the most interesting thing about Dylan is that I don't know. I think he had a sense of humour. Mm. If you if you could hear understand the lyrics, yeah, you might yeah you might
4: get it. Uh-huh. I, I think uh, well that's the thing. I think all of the uh, all of the musicians. Um you know, being human will have a sense of humor. But it's the ones that go, you know what, I'm going to, you know, let it shine in this song. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, especially for a blooper. That's
3: uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's lovely, isn't it? Right, so let's jump in to another serious band. But we're going back to the very early days, we're going back to about 1967. Let's uh let's have a listen. Sid Barrett, um, but hard to look at this song and the later developments of, like, put this on, I mean, yeah. this doesn't sit on Dark Side of the Moon. No, no. Uh, and, and it shouldn't. No. It shouldn't. But it, that's interesting. I mean, that's... That, well, I'm, sure that's Lord,
4: I'm sure Lord Kev would argue otherwise.
3: <laughs> <laughs> We'd suggest putting it all on one album and yeah. never listening to it. <laughs> it. Would be Kev's, Lord Kev's. No, 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 what's
4: was the thing. He, uh, he was a particular fan of all the Sid Barrett. All the Sid stuff. Which was really just the first album, and you know, well, one or two songs uh, that he contributed to mm. the second album. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. I mean, yeah, all of that stuff was very off the wall. Yes. Yeah.
3: And and it, and, it, and it and it is psychedelic. Yeah. Because it's because it probably because of the humour yeah. and the fact that it is a little weird to be singing about I've got a bike. Yeah. You can try it if you like. But what an amazing turnaround the band makes and across those four years to go 67 from mm. there. Oh, that's actually longer to, isn't it? 73, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, but, but but a couple of albums later, they're yeah. doing massive, long, mm. instrumental songs with a bit of singing every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so does it suggest that even if he had stuck around, would Pink Floyd still be? Have a little
4: light-hearted.
3: Yeah, know, a little light-hearted ditties on there. Yes, yeah. I I can't see it. So were they was this song forecasting that they were never going to keep all together anyway?
4: Yeah. Well, I mean, it is interesting because they do like. I guess it turned into more of a wry sense of humour, and particularly dark. Yeah. I think with Roger. Yes. Um, But even it may have been. uh, I'm trying to think of what the album was just before. Yeah, I think on metal they've got. Seamus the dog,
3: <laughs>
4: as a song. Okay,
3: I love that. And of that one.
4: and there was another one. I can't remember what it is, um, but it's you know kind of like a beach,
3: yeah,
4: beach themed one. And uh, yeah, like again, it was a lighthearted moment, but that was pretty much yeah it. Uh, forever.
3: Pretty much their last night. <laughs> well, yeah,
4: forever really, because then it was Dark Side of the Moon, and it all just got mm. you know angsty pro- progressively. Yeah, so until the mid '80s when Roger. Disappeared. And disappeared, and then... They can well, have a laugh again. Okay, that's right.
3: Uh, so, uh, Al, is this a case for rampant drug use, that without it, we would never have got that angsty, dark-ridden uh, Pink Floyd?
4: So you're saying because of Sid's drug use, effectively rendering him
3: useless for the band, the And ban. they booted him out, didn't yeah, they? Or he, yeah.
4: he left, or mutu- yeah. mutual. I think they didn't pick him up for a gig or something. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> so, they got um, to pick him up for a couple of years. Yes, that's right. Uh, yeah, well, may- maybe. I mean, for others it works well. Again, if, if Sid's saying... But if, it, but if Sid had stayed, I, yeah, I don't think Pink Floyd would have. They wouldn't have been the same band, obviously. No, but no. would they have been
3: So we wouldn't have got a dark lighter. side of the moon? Yeah. We'd have the lighter side of the moon <laughs> with lots of lovely little ditties about space travel and and green aliens and, and Martians. And spoons or something? Yeah, yeah. something innocuous as that. All right, there's our little Pink Floyd... Mind blown for you right there. Let's now move to 1968. Let's go to prison. Let's go to at Folsom prison. Okay. Prison. Prison. That's a little both. geo joke for you right there. Now, this gentleman who played in prison, Johnny Cash, he's obviously going to sing a little country song, and country songs are renowned for having humorous titles, mm. but often the other than that one title being used in the chorus, that's about it. Yep. This is a song where the entire... Entirety it follows the same humor. So let's have a listen to this one.
0: From the back door of your life you swept me out, dear. In the breadline of your dreams, I lost my place. At the table of your love, I got the brush off at the Indianapolis of your heart I lost the race I've been washed down the sink of your conscience in a theater of your love I lost my part and now you say you've got me out of your conscience I've been flushed from the bathroom of your heart, <laughs> in the garbage
3: disposal of your dreams, and it goes on. That nauseum, uh-huh. to, to and, and with similar funny lyrics where he sets it up and then and then brings it in. It's it's quite it's quite funny, and mm. you can hear the prisoners. Maybe mm. maybe they need the need the laugh. Yeah. Uh, enjoying themselves because oh, yeah. it's it's quite <laughs> clever. I don't think he wrote it, um, yep. but that's live at Folsom State Prison. Uh, prison or prison? Prison, which came out in 1968. Uh-huh. Pretty good. Again, again, there was a little blooper in there. I don't know what happened at the beginning where he must have said or tripped or something. Where the there's a little blip there, but that's okay. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, that's I
4: think so I, Johnny Cash has your forgiveness, as well.
3: He does. That's right. right. He can he can be like that. It's it's great, and and again, it's it's clever all the way through, rather than just uh, you know. If I said it's you had chorus. a beautiful body, mm. which you hold against me, I'm yeah. not asking you. Right. We're talking about a song here, not declaring my my undying love for you, Al. It uh, doesn't have
4: to be undying. <laughs> I can deal with temporary,
3: <laughs> just temporary. But again, that's 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 the funny title, but the song mm. doesn't do any more than have it in the chorus. Yeah, yeah. This is the funny title, but it's all the way through it. That's right. nice nice. yeah
4: i wouldn't expected that
3: no no and and uh but i guess the again the prisoners would have loved it
4: yeah right Better than being shanked at any rate
3: (laughs) don't think any well i don't know maybe some people would say country music or getting shanked
4: (laughs) give me the sharpened toothbrush any day
3: (laughs) is that what you use is it sorry is is that
4: that what you would use well what i would use yeah i guess
3: a, a sharpened toothbrush
4: I guess. Nice. I'd have to see what resources are there.
3: <laughs> okay. All right. Now, this next gentleman, Frank Zappa, was he serious? Like, there's probably a debate across some of these songs. Was he serious where you are <clears throat> you're surprised that he has a song with a bit of a funny title? I don't think so. No. But he can be very
4: serious. He can be. Well, I think he's very serious about, it. like, the actual, uh, actual instruments and, you know, how they're constructed. And I think he's... Uh, it sounds like he can be very serious about his politics. Mm. But yeah, he wrote an awful lot of quirky songs.
3: Yeah. So let's have a quick listen to a quirky song. Dreamed I was an Eskimo. Rolls and wind began to blow.
0: My mama cried ooh, ooh, ooh. And my mama cried
2: Nani, come on, oh.
0: Nani, come on, oh. Don't be a naughty Eskimo Watch out where the huskies go, don't you eat that yellow snow? Watch out where the huskies go, don't you eat that yellow snow
2: Um, The thing about Frank is he's
4: so derivative. (laughs) (laughs) Always sounds like his Everybody
3: else, that's right. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. you get get through that first chorus and then he just goes (laughs) off on another tangent. It's like, wow, now we're Mm. in a bit of spoken word. Yep. But he commits to it. Mm. Like, I don't have the resources. Were they speaking Inuit language in there at some point?
4: Let's say they were.
3: Let's say they were.
4: It makes for a better story.
3: And and it and I imagine uh, uh, it would be an accurate translation of "Don't eat the yellow snow." (laughs) So that is "Don't eat the yellow snow," uh, 1974. It is classic Zappa, though. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe maybe he and Sid Barrett could have joined up at some point because it's okay. I'm going to write a song about Eskimos. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. and mother's advice to them. Yes. Yeah. Of course, that's, of course, you know, you can imagine yeah. the band going, sure, Frank, let's go for it.
4: Yes. <laughs> what else would we do? What else would know, we do? It's, it's a Wednesday afternoon. That's sure.
3: right. They're nowhere near snow, but let's get in. Mm. Now, so, we, we, of course, while we're in Zappa world, let's do a quick sidetrack to another song he wrote called Valley Girl, in which his daughter.
4: Uh, Moon Unit?
3: Moon Unit. Hmm. Sun Dweasel daughter Munya, she she stars again it's it's a it's a lovely little ditty uh, about Valley girl, oh. Valley girl she's a...
0: By the neatest mini and It's like so bitching because like everybody's like super
4: super nice. Like yeah, nice. I, I'd so forgotten good. quite uh, how true valley girls speak. Uh, <laughs> distorts particular vowels. Yes. Because you get that generic, you know, teenage girl accent, and then there's the valley girl girl um, one, which just yeah.
3: And and I guess again, it's it's a it's a nice little parody. It's a great little hook, mm. and you know what a great little song we were talking last episode about. Silly songs contain great hooks. This is just a nice little song and, and it, it allow his daughter, Moon Unit, to get right into it. I imagine she wasn't the atypical valley girl.
4: Oh, no. No, I wouldn't. Well, I'd be very surprised. Yeah, so yeah. she if, probably enjoyed.
3: If the, daughter of, if the daughter of Zappa was a, a true valley girl. Yes. Yeah. So she probably enjoyed the parody of it all.
4: Yeah, yeah. And so I, fa- I, fa- I think the trick would be, can we find uh, serious songs of, of Zappa because he kind of sounds, yeah. like from what I understand of him, it sounds like... Uh,
3: he's always tongue-in-cheek.
4: He's always tongue-in-cheek.
3: Yeah, okay. So. All right, maybe that's where serious songs from silly players. Oh, there, um, there you go, that's what it is. All right, now this, I found this this song, Valley Girl, on an album called Ship Arriving Too Late to Save a Drowning Witch. Of course, uh-huh. of course, the
4: uh-huh. record company must have loved yes. getting that onto a poster. Do you remember some of the... Uh, do you remember PM Dawn? I think from the late '80s, early '90s, they um, like they there was one song. I think it was set adrift on. But well, what they would do is have these enormously long uh, album titles, and uh, and again, it would have been one of those ones where the record company's going. Oh well, um, yeah, sure. If you think it'll
2: sell,
3: we'll have a crack. We'll have a crack at it. Ah, uh, okay. Moving on to someone who has sold lots. I'm not saying Frank didn't, but he was mm. he was an acquired taste. Yes. Let's jump now. Uh, we're going to go to 1977. This guy made a lot of money later on writing songs for movies, but this is a funny little ditty he wrote back then. this discharted, charted, and people were up in arms. <laughs> I don't know if they were height challenged people, and I'm uh-huh. talking severely height challenged. Well, obviously they were. Uh, or, or just people who were generally short got really offended by the song. Mm. And I guess if you take it at face value, yeah, uh-huh. they've got no reason to live. So. <laughs>
4: <laughs> wow. So he's so, just discounting kind of my whole side of the family. There you go. Where I'm the freak.
3: And you're the freak. Okay, so that was Randy Newman from his little criminals. <laughs> um, again, some people wouldn't be surprised to find him writing a silly song. Mm. Uh, he's certainly written some some great songs for movies. Obviously, all the Pixar movies yeah. uh, are full of it. Um, but yes, I, I'm not too surprised to find. But he also wrote some lovely other pieces. Yeah, yeah, that are that are more
4: serious. Do you think that one was a metaphor? Sure, sure. sure.
3: Let's yeah. just say it is. But what's yeah. it for?
4: Uh, for short people,
3: <laughs>
4: ah. it's not a good metaphor. Ah, it's a terrible metaphor. Yes, but he can always he can always fall back on that one. So Sh- I didn't literally mean
3: that's right. Short, short people. people.
4: It's a metaphor. It's you know you, it's up to your interpretation. Yes,
3: what I was really talking about. Mm. Nice.
4: Yes, so it's like it's like you know one of our very early episodes where I was talking about Seal and he doesn't like to print his lyrics and is yeah, you know, yes. a sort, It's whatever you hear from it. So maybe he's not even saying short people, mm. but the title is what short people. short people. Short people.
3: He just gets right to the point. Yes, this is a song about short people. <laughs> uh, maybe you should have put it in brackets. Metaphor question mark? Yes. That might have put some mystery across it.
4: Yeah, he held back the criticism.
3: Yeah, mm. again, this is the '70s. He's not waking up to hordes of social media <laughs> screaming at him, tabloids and that. It was yes. probably three people in mm-hmm. Cincinnati who were yeah. miffed by this song. Right, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Randy. That was 1977. So let's move on one year from '77 to '78. We're going back to country, but it's a parody of country. Mm. All right, so let's dive in and we'll talk about it on the other side.
0: I was driving home, early Sunday morning through Bakersfield, listening to gospel music on the college radio station the preacher said you know you always have a lot
4: Be the Rolling Stones.
3: That'd what? be the Rolling Stones. Yeah.
4: How's that? You know, for not being a fan. Beautiful. Mm.
3: Doing a great country parody. They did.
4: Uh, was it? Was it only them playing on that track?
3: Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's them playing pedal steel, all that. Yeah, yeah. Gear. Uh, what? What's your interpretation, though, of how well Jagger did for
4: his Jagger southern accent? <laughs> he did pretty well, uh, but he he fumbled the ball a bit at one <laughs> one stage, but he did pretty well.
3: And isn't it lovely to think you always have the Lord by your side? Mm. Uh, and this podcast doesn't endorse running 20 red lights in his honour. No. <laughs> Maybe find something a little less unlawful.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Less dangerous.
3: So that that's pretty interesting. Now, that's 78. Go back 10 years, they're writing really serious songs, really serious blues songs. Mm. And within 10 years, now they're doing country parody yeah. and not, not too scared to show it. Yep. they always had that those uh, uh country flavors oh, yeah. from the yeah. early 70s but this is not we're diving straight in so do you think they were uh, they on a downhill
4: at that stage I oh, personally I think they were have they done think... a, have they done a Christmas album
3: <laughs> they haven't
4: they haven't okay
3: ah oh, we've got to get on to them about because
4: that because that, that could have been like just a couple of short years away well well sorry mr Richards
3: mm-hmm. did uh a song, a Christmas song. He did a version of Chuck Berry's "Run Rudolph Run." Okay. So that's probably mm. that's probably jumping the shark for him. Yeah. But the Stones themselves, I haven't heard of a Christmas album. Okay. Hmm. I think I think that's something that if we get get to Mr. Jagger, we could suggest that. That's right. It's... If, the, if the world needs anything, it yes. would be a Rolling Stones Ooh. Christmas album. Yeah. As long as Absolutely. he does it in that southern accent. Yeah. <laughs> okay thanks boys Uh, let's jump to the police
1: was blue and lonely. I couldn't sleep a wink, and I could only get unconscious if I'd had too much to drink. There was somehow something wrong somewhere, and each day seemed grey and dead. The seeds of desperation were growing in me head. With our new imported toy, she's loving, warm, inflatable, and a guarantee of joy. She came all wrapped in cardboard, all pink and shriveled down. A breath of air was all she needed to make her lose that frown. I took her to the bedroom and pumped her with some life. And later, in a moment, that girl became my wife. And now my life is different, since Sally came my way. I wake up in the morning and have her on a tray. She's everything they said she was, and I wear a permanent ring. And I only have to worry in case my girl wears
2: thin.
3: Now, Sting's a very serious young man. Mm. What's he doing, pop, popping this on, especially on, yes. on that? Because uh, the Rock is on the same album. Mm. Whilst there are songs on that first album which are light in nature, yeah. this is a poem, top and tail, by two choruses, right? Yeah. Yeah. So and and, in, and inflatable girlfriends, is yeah. this is was this the right direction for them?
4: Must again, the, their manager must have gone.
3: What? <laughs> what? What is this? I mean, okay, maybe. Was well, 1978?
4: Very- you know, I guess for for a first album, you know, they're not going to go too too wrong if the rest of the album is good, and they're still getting a chance to, you know, go. Ooh, you know, we'll throw this in because it's a bit of fun. You know, first albums can sometimes be a bit chaotic. Yeah, yeah okay. it's like we'll throw this in and we'll throw that in, and then you know over time we'll see. We'll see if.
3: So you're thinking it's almost experimental, and maybe this is the direction again. we'll mm. Go back to Pink Floyd. This is. Oh, is this the direction we're going to take?
4: <laughs> Boy, wouldn't it have been a different <laughs> different era if they had?
3: Well, he's. I mean, have, and he still is the, the the statesman of of rock. Mm. You know now yeah. Sting is now. So that that would have diminished if he if he's if the oh, yeah. band were known for spoken yep. word inappropriate,
4: <laughs> well, at least with that one, it was Andy Summers, the guitarist, who, who was heard had written and uh, and was speaking it as well. So okay. at least Sting could stand back from that and say, "Well, we're just having a bit of fun <laughs> about inflatable dolls." That's so, right,
3: hmm. and and of course, and who doesn't? Who doesn't? Hmm. Is it the only uh,
4: song about inflatable? About Inflatable Dolls, um, no, there was Polyester Girl by Regurgitator. Yes,
3: okay. Good, that's a good no. Yeah, okay, all right. So, so in fact, they're copying Regurgitator. We've just outed them as flawed well, artists.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, if you look at their name, Regurgitator, they were- I
3: love it. I love it. You know, they really are derivative.
4: Yeah, they, they knew what they were doing.
3: <laughs> okay, our next song, we're going to jump a couple of years to 82- this is this is your inclusion on the playlist. Yes. So uh, let's let's have a quick listen, and then I'm going to hand it to you to talk about. Sure. Why wow, this one hit the list.
0: who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just sing a song and think about sunny
2: weather. Two, happy trails to you till
3: we meet again. So, uh, Van Halen. Van Halen. From yes. The, from the Diver Down album? Yes. Is it the last song?
4: Uh, is it one yep. of
3: those things where the band—it's a throwaway, almost a hidden secret track?
4: I can't remember. I suspect it would be because they, during the David D. Lee uh, David Lee Roth era, um, they used to finish concerts with Happy Trails quite right, a bit. Right, right. Uh, so it's not just David singing, although he's doing—you know—the main, yeah. main line, It's, I believe, it is the other three guys in the band doing it as well. Okay. Um. To get those beautiful, you know, barbershop uh, yeah, quartet uh, harmonies there. Um,
3: Again, with with David Lee Roth at the helm. Yes, I'm not surprised. So yeah. when when you shot this one to me in an email, mm. I didn't go, "Oh my God, this is mm. so unlike." It's like, well, okay. Later on, when he goes solo, yeah, and he does just a gigolo. Well, yes. this is almost he was yeah, almost yeah. forecasting <laughs> it. This yeah, early.
4: and a. Uh, and California Girls, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they all well, had, you know, a great sense of humour up to that point. Uh, David's lyrics, assuming that he wrote most of them, mm. you know, quite often had a tongue in somebody's cheek, if not his own. <laughs> um.
3: That's a hor- horrible thought. <laughs> horrible thought.
4: <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's it's an unusual choice, I guess, compared to everything else that they do, which is you know rock and yeah. On that particular album uh i think it was there were a lot of unusual things they did a few covers on that one okay. of, of other
3: they were running out
4: of the songs they were running out of uh, things to do well the thing is goji taylor well the thing is like this is 1982 two years later 1984 came out mm. and that had uh, as i said before one of my favorite albums of all time it's just jam full of yeah. great songs that w- w- and that had jump and panama yeah
3: and that Popper would be Dietrich. the big breakout like I'm talking. Yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, talking about
4: uh, beyond yeah, yeah.
3: the genre they were in.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. So, but that one, yeah, originally was uh, Roy Rogers and his wife uh, Dale Evans, and uh, Dale was the one who wrote it.
3: Nice, so. nice. And there's an
4: extra verse uh, there as well, which the boys missed out in ah. Van Halen. So,
3: would you like to sing it for us now? <coughs> no. No. <laughs> it's interesting because there there are bands who can do that. You can because when Sammy Hagar
4: comes along, mm.
3: are there any interesting musical interludes introduced?
4: I have no idea because no. I lost interest in you that. Lost interest at went, that point. When Sammy it. came along after OU812, after that, I uh, I didn't listen yeah. to him.
3: He, he, he looks pretty serious though, he doesn't like again. Yes, there are lighthearted
4: moments, but it, yeah, I but mean, they've got to be a fun band, yeah, always. Yes, yeah. yeah. party, yeah. fun
3: party band. Yes. So speaking of fun party bands, let's talk about Two Nice Girls and that's the name of the band. I don't know if they are nice or not. Uh, We're going to jump to 989 and have a listen to their song which was very successful on their debut album.
2: When I was a young girl like normal girls do I looked to a woman's love to help get me through I never needed any more
0: than a feminine touch I hated the thought of kissing a man It really was too much I did not drink I spent my last ten
2: dollars on birth control and beer. My life was so much simpler when I was sober and queer. But the love of a strong hairy man has turned my head out of fear. And made me spend my last ten bucks on birth control and
3: beer. It was it's a game where we're in country music. Yep. Yeah. The country music genre. It's a cracker yeah it's cracker again i was, would have heard this back on some uh maybe fm station and it's just stuck with me ever since it's mm. such a catchy little oh yeah song
4: yeah beautiful voices too
3: yes yeah and 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 a lovely parody of of country music all through. it's quite nice they're, yeah.
4: they're like an acoustic duo yeah so do they just do country or is it other
3: no 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 because or? on on this debut album there's a couple of other more serious songs they do uh a lou reed but yeah, what what we title serious songs, yeah, and mm. and this is the song that had massive cut through. Yeah. I can't speak to the ladies and their sexual preference. Whether this is yeah. in any way autobiographical, uh, I had a feeling it was.
4: Like I did a little bit of yeah, reading yeah. about okay. them uh, a while ago, and
3: I think sure, I think it was. And and well, let's just say it is. Yeah, and isn't it great that. That, yeah. that has stuck in my, my mind for so long. Since and what year was that? 1989. Okay. 1989. That's
4: pretty good. 1989.
3: Let's jump one more year, sorry, a couple of years to 1991. Again, this is you. Uh-huh. So, well, let's. Well, it's just, not actually me. That's right. This Sorry, this is in your band playing. Uh-huh. This is your choice. Let's just jump into it and we'll talk about it after.
0: I can't explain the feelings when I first 40 saw you. For
4: dead, uh, 43 seconds in. 43. You we
0: were so, something. so happy. A lifetime of love, sweet, yeah. honey child. You are with me, mine. Awesome. And then here, yeah, yeah. run With that play.
2: I sleep with <laughs> all your friends. Oh, she got hit by a trump.
4: <laughs> Wow! Yes, tell me about that one. So, uh, anthrax.
3: And how how do you pronounce the name of this song?
4: Uh, <laughs> so it's uh, the short version is NFB, but it's uh, Dallum Nick Dallum Nickerson. Dal- so,
3: Dalob Okay. So, sure. so,
4: so they had uh, an earlier song called NFL, which is uh, short for Nice Fucking Life. Right. But um, they couldn't just come out with a title like that. Right. So they put it backwards, which, which was Ethel Nickerfissen. Ah. Um, uh, and so this was um, Dalob Nickerfissen. Yes. Nice fucking ballad. Nice. No. Oh, yes. Yes. That S threw
3: me at the start. Sure. Uh-huh.
4: So uh, that's of. Uh, that, <laughs> they had an album of uh, B-sides and other uh, miscellaneous debris called Attack of the Killer Bees. I love um, that. That's
3: a great title yeah. for for B-sides.
4: Yes. I love that. Yes. Um, so ninety one. Uh, so yeah, I mean, at, at the time they would have been thoroughly taking the piss out of um, any number of hair metal and soft yes. metals. Fans doing ballads. Um, yeah. You know, they had the 12 string in there.
3: Yes. Well, um, well that's just Bon Jovi, isn't it? Bon Jovi Oh, yeah, doing... it'd be Bon
4: Jovi, it'd be Skid Row, yeah. it'd be Poison, yeah. it'd be Motley Crue. All of them would have had...
3: Every rose has its thorn. Yes,
4: yes. You've got to have a... So yeah.
3: they are taking the piss, right? Yeah, yeah.
4: But... You've got to have a ballad in there. Because, yeah, a totally non-ballady band.
3: So, so they never did... <laughs> they never went down that way because...
4: Oh, uh, in later years, a couple of... It might have been a few years after that, uh, they... Um, just trying to think, because I lost interest in them. So <laughs> after Attack of the Killer beast, <laughs> right. they changed the singer from right yeah one to another, and then they did end up doing a ballad type of song mm. that was about loss and a, it may have been a relationship breakup. So kind of you know similar yeah content, uh, lyrical content, but um but they took it seriously that time.
3: Because am I right in saying that the ballad was the key to to breaking out of the genre that? That hair metal bands use the ballad to reach out to a more global audience and bring those people. And that's that's the yeah, rumours I've heard about about Bon Jovi. Yeah, where they had all sorts of marketing tricks, and every every album mm. needed that ballad. Yeah, because it would cross over and would get the girls mm. who weren't too interested in the in the harder edge stuff. Yeah, but a good ballad sung by a yeah. smoky looking guy with makeup Absolutely. and and fuzzy hair. <laughs> Who doesn't? Who doesn't want that?
4: Exactly. Exactly.
3: I'm turned um. on right now.
4: <laughs> well, there's a visual for everyone. Um, <laughs> so both of those, the uh, the object of uh, Brett's desire and, <laughs> and Brett right. being aroused. I think the uh, the ballad definitely. Um, I'd never thought of it as just a marketing ploy, but I guess looking back at, or well, even the you know the greatest band in the world, uh, the Beatles. You know they always had a ballad. Yeah. Yep. Uh, snuck in there as well. And I mean the cynical parts is yeah you know it was definitely a marketing
3: mm.
4: ploy but the other side is so well, slightly less cynical.
3: Hang on, you're going to suggest right here and now that Bon Jovi mm-hmm. had pure musical thought as as a core value and not marketing.
4: No, 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 I'm saying there, there could be a few reasons like you'd have you'd have marketing, definitely you know you you appeal to a slightly different audience. Uh, the second probably just as important. Actually, all these reasons I think are equally important. The second reason would be definitely to uh, to get laid
3: right <laughs> Sure
1: sure um,
4: because yeah. you can you can and I mean it's it's benefiting not just a band, but every uh, every pimply teenage boy who picked up a guitar right. at a party right or tried to serenade a girl. yes.
3: So, so, again, you're advocating that idea to help young men. Yes, or, or women, you know. Have yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, if,
4: it, if the song works, you know, definitely. Right. Um, and the third reason is I think it's it's equally likely um, is that they just like the song and that was they got tired of doing all the, uh, you know, the hard rock hard type stuff. of stuff. And yep. it was nice just to chill into something. Because a lot of them were fantastic guitarists,
3: so, so you think a little little bit of twelve string acoustic yeah. skills to yeah. show deft deftness,
4: yeah. you know, just just a bit of variety, mix it up a bit, show the gentler sides. And
3: sure. So so you're saying
4: they're not just all beasts.
3: You're saying every hair metal band has that socially conscious thought in their heads. Let's look after those young boys and girls who need something to shag to. <laughs> That's what you're saying. That's what I'm hearing.
4: Oh, look, it depends on your shagging. I mean, if you want your gentle shagging, (laughs) sure, you've got a ballad. If you want, uh, you know, (laughs) banging against the wall. That's right. Type of action, there's plenty of songs there as well.
3: Sure. Hmm. Speaking of banging against the wall. Yes. Let's move on uh, to King Missile and Detachable Penis. (laughs)
1: This morning with a bad hangover, and my penis was missing again. This happens all the time, it's detachable. This comes in handy a lot of the time. I can leave it home when I think it's going to get me in trouble, or I can rent it out when I don't need it.
3: That's that's ninety two.
4: Okay, so I think I would have heard it on Triple J, probably, which I'm guessing would have been the only radio station
3: in Gameplay. Australia. To play it. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: Interesting. That's how, Apart from Triple Z. That's days. how the band uh, starts. That's how King Missile starts.
4: The mm-hmm. guy, can't remember his name, don't care.
3: Yeah. Well, it,
4: it's, it's it's King Missile. Isn't it? Surely that's, yeah. yeah. So Mr. Missile, mm. he starts. What country did he come from? Like, was he king of that country? Yeah, that's a good question. Mm. Was he just a token royal?
3: <laughs> that's right. Maybe they seceded from the nation yeah. and then that's how. Okay. Mm. Interesting. The, the lead dude who writes stuff was performing spoken word poetry mm-hmm. and realised how boring it was for the crowd. Mm-hmm. He asked a friend to write music before and after the poems mm-hmm. to make them less boring. Yeah. And that's how the band established itself.
2: Right.
3: So this song is purely yeah. a poem with mm. some some musical interludes to potentially make it
4: It's a bit like some of Tism's rants.
3: Yes, yes. Speaking of rants, this is my favourite one from King Missile.
1: wanted to hang out with him. Anything he wanted to do, he did. He turned water into wine, and if he wanted to, he could have turned wheat into marijuana, or sugar into cocaine, or vitamin pills into amphetamines. He walked on the water and swam on the land. He would tell these stories, and people would listen. He was really cool. If you were blind or lame, You just went to Jesus and he would put his hands on you and you would be healed. That's so cool. He could have played guitar better than Hendrix. He could have told the future. He could have baked the most delicious cake in the world. He could have scored more goals than Wayne Gretzky. He could have danced better than Baryshnikov. Jesus could have been funnier than any comedian you can think of. Jesus was way cool. He told people to eat his body and drink his blood. That's so cool. Jesus was so cool. But that's what
3: people got jealous about. <laughs> mm. It's it's just funny.
1: Yeah. It's
4: I've, just I've funny. never heard that one before.
3: Yeah. Jesus was way cool. <laughs> that's
4: hard to argue with that.
3: That's why there's obviously so many Christians. Mm. That's right. Again, and I,
4: and I like the thought of him uh, doing all the things that were mentioned, like dancing and dancing.
3: And he swam on the land. Yes. Walked on the water yeah. and swam on the land. Yeah,
4: he could make uh, he could make um, Amphetamines. Yes. Yeah.
3: And he could bake the best cake in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and could play guitar better than Hendrix. Mm. Sure. All at once. All at once. Mm. Electricity wasn't invented around then, but that's, that's that's a minor point.
4: So, were the other spoken uh, spoken word words by uh, by King Missile uh, all you know funny or sarcastic or?
3: Again, I imagine that most people wouldn't be surprised to see King Missile writing silly songs. Yeah. So they're probably here under false pretenses on this list.
4: Uh Yeah. So you slipped slipped two in so far. I slipped two in so
3: far. Like you said, though, I haven't done a lot of research because I don't care about King Missile. (laughs) I'm sorry. You
4: just wanted... I just wanted... You just wanted to... I wanted to
3: be able to say Detachable Penis (laughs) on a podcast without Lord Kevin, Lord, Lord Ben... Getting up in arms about it.
4: You're gonna say Lord Vader, weren't you? <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's right, Lord Vader. Well, he is the fifth, <laughs> the fifth laws of Loud, isn't he? Like yourself, Detachable Penis, I've probably heard on Triple J, and Lord. then at some point must have heard Jesus is way cool. Yeah. Let's move on to another band who do I don't think you're gonna be surprised to find on this list. Okay. The Flaming Lips.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: it goes she'll make your breakfast she'll make you toast but she don't use butter And she don't use cheese she don't use jelly or
0: any of these cheese
3: right No surprises there that flaming lips would write a silly song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Lord, remember Lord, that one as well. Yeah, Blood Kev's a fan uh-huh. of the Flame of Lips at some point, and now at some point, he, like yes.
4: yourself, jumps off the. Yes, he does like the robots. Uh, yes. Song?
3: Are they are they okay to be on this list though?
4: Well, it depends what else they write. Is it all silly, or do they have serious well, stuff? Well, do they sh- at least mix it up.
3: What about is Yuushimi battles um, the the ro- is that a is that a silly song?
4: Or battling robots? I'm not sure if it's a serious song.
3: Hmm. But it's but it's not. I a wouldn't s- call
4: it a documentary.
3: No, <laughs> but it's not out and out silly. Yeah, it's a quirky topic. Yes, yes. Um. There's no sincerity in the song. It's basically a bunch of. He just recalls a bunch of people doing weird stuff. They don't yep. use jelly. She mm-hmm. uses Vaseline yep. on a toast, which I wouldn't recommend. No, no. Unless you were doing stuff other than. Well, that's that's the thing. <sighs> you know, let's not judge. It's not Judge. And that was back in 93. Let's jump ahead to 96 and The Lemonheads. Hmm. An Evan Dando song. Yeah.
0: <laughs> always had a roof above me, always paid the rent. And I never slept put inside a tent.
4: Type. Uh,
3: you heard that one before?
4: Yes, yes. I Remember it coming on Triple J, and you know it was announced that you know here's something a little different from the Lemonheads, uh, because all I remember of the Lemonheads before that was um, their cover of uh, Mrs. Robinson, which mm. uh, was flogged endlessly. Yes, on high rotation. Yes, on Triple J. It wasn't just flogged for the sake of it. <laughs> it was on high rotation. Correct. Yes,
3: <laughs> that's right. I love the Slacker attitude he yes. like i love the guitar yeah. but his vocal delivery is just it's like he's watching tv yes with a the microphone there the <laughs> comes on he turns it uh-huh. and he just sings
4: a little yes just turns his partner and says really i don't think it's going to work i and, don't want to go anywhere this weekend
3: that's right and he, and i love the idea that he can't go rock climbing because what if something's on tv and it's never shown again exactly exactly it's be nice if stuff on tv was never shown again <laughs>
4: Well, the thing is, I mean, you know, is this a song that can speak to all, all ages? Because, you know, these days... That's right. ...you can always catch up.
3: There's an encore performance at some point. That's
4: right. So you'd probably, you'd probably just take your laptop <laughs> with you when you go camping.
3: That's right. So Evan Dando, back in 96, he wasn't... He co- couldn't foresee the impact of streaming.
4: No. 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 If anything... Hopeless. It just, yes. Hopeless. If anything, it just shows his lack of forward thinking. That's right.
3: Now, this is the last song we're going to play. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take it all the way back to 1970 to one of Lord Ben's, well, sorry, Lord Ben's favourite band. Okay. Um, this is a song that a lot of non-serious Beatles fans would never know. Sure Sense of humour. Mm, that's right,
4: and uh, I mean there was you know a bit of a uh, bit of Goon Show in there. I can't remember the character, but um, yes, uh, Eccles. Eccles, that's and it. Blue Bottle. On, yes, on, Eccles um, and Blue Bottle. I can't remember Eccle which
3: is there. which. There was a bit of Scar.
4: Yes, and
3: some people have mistakenly thought that the Beatles invented Scar. Mm. Sorry, mm. what? Uh, scar. I know.
4: No, don't say mistakenly.
3: And maybe they even did it first. No, <laughs> no. Back in the fifties, I believe mm-hmm. you'll find the uh, the raw elements of Scar.
4: Oh, well, the raw elements. But, you know, the raw elements. The brought one, it together, they, and no. they
3: and of course they brought it to the wider audience. Yes, which counts for everything. A <laughs> uh, little bit of bossa nova. Yes. In yeah. the in, and can you remember the?
4: Well, they invented bossa nova, didn't they? Of
3: course they did. Mm. And lounge music. Can you remember the name of the lounge?
4: Um Slaggers? Slaggers. Mm. Welcome to Slaggers.
3: <laughs> I want to go to Slaggers Lounge Bar uh-huh. and have Dennis Obell serenade me. Uh-huh. And then and then yeah, then you get into your weird uh, goon show. Then mm. there's that Russian is he speaking Russian? Who knows? But mm. it's a Russianish Russianish.
4: Do you mean the bit that sounds like the Pleistocene figures from the red and the blue? They used to be on like ABC or whatever, like they'd curl, curl up in balls and then separate. Was... Okay, so you think Is that what it's you're not
3: calling Russian? It? I'm talking no? about
4: that big, yeah. You're, oh, okay, wow, you have a really low regard for the Russian language.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I apologize to, to all our Russian fans, okay. and I know there are a lot. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. we're sorry, Ivan. Sorry, <laughs> Vladimir. Yeah, um, I'm sure he listens to it all the time mm. with his shirt off as yes. he rides horseback. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, can I just say Eastern European? Or am I still?
4: I, I think, wow. Okay.
3: Well, it's an accent, isn't it?
4: Uh, I'm not sure if it's an accent as much as just gibberish. Sorry. But if that's how foreign people sound to you, Brad. Sure,
3: sure. I He's speaking uh,
4: like a Tasmanian. I think it reflects poorly on you.
3: Thank you. And the Thank Tasmanians. You. I think the entire show reflects poorly on me. So, agree.
4: So, so with the Beatles, I mean, yes. they, they have done silly songs before hmm. or silly-ish. I'd say that's probably this. That's the, their silliest. Their the, silliest, because even things like Maxwell Silver Hammer or uh, Octopus's, Octopus's Garden, Garden. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah, and I'm a Walrus is a is a is a silly song intentionally. Yes, but it's more of a it's freak honest. out.
4: Yeah, a bit of you know, stream of consciousness gibberish. Yes, from uh, from Mr. Lennon.
3: Yes, it's a it's a dark clown. Mm. I think I'd call I am okay. the War as a dark clown. there's in okay. no way a funny. Is this a
4: racist thing again?
3: <laughs> Sorry. Wow, you've got I'm a real thing saying, again about. Not, I'm not suggesting that the clown is dark coloured. Oh. I'm suggesting that it's a, it's a Jokerish sort of clown. Mm. In that, potentially.
4: Well, that's what clowns generally. A little are.
3: unstable. Okay. okay. I'm talking about the Joker. Yes. Ish. Okay. Right. Uh, the other little, mm-hmm. other little factoid in there is that was. Brian Jones playing saxophone at the very end there. Okay, Brian Jones from? The Rolling Stones. Hmm. I think potentially one of his last recordings be- before he drowned in a pill. Wow. Just to bring the tone of the podcast yes. down to death. That's right. And that's not racist. <laughs> I'm not being a bigot. He died. I'm sorry. It happened. It's a fact.
4: Yes, but, you know, he played saxophone just before he did it. So, you know, you right. connections there. It's obviously a reference to jazz, <laughs> and we all know who started <laughs> jazz. So, wow,
3: so- that's Conspiracy theory uh, went somewhere.
4: Hey, look, you're just revealing so much about yourself. Um, so, where in uh, the uh, where in the Beatles timeline did that one? So that's ugly head.
3: That one doesn't appear on the album. It appears on anthology, and it appears, I think, on a compilation album. But it was the B-side to "Let It Be." Uh huh. The last. The Let It Be. The mm. Let It Be. I mm. like that. Uh huh. We should call it from from here on in. Mm. Right, so are you non-serious silly songed out now?
4: Uh, I think so. Right. I've had my fill, even though you managed to slip a few silly artists in there as well. I I apologise for for
3: breaching the code of conduct (laughs) from the Lords of Loud. So that was non-serious silly songs from Serious Songsters. Mm -hmm. It'd be interesting to hear what the fans would like us to do next, because we got no idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
4: But then again, is it really relevant? You know, if they come up with suggestion, can we ignore it anyway? Ex- Probably will. Yes. What are the results?
3: What are the results? Yeah. Okay. So let's pretend that some fans gave us some ideas. Yes. My mother potentially would like to hear more Hammond organ music on the podcast. There's not enough Hammond organ music.
4: Uh huh. You so- your mum's all about the organ, isn't she?
3: <laughs> Sorry, mum. But that's it. It's that's really it for our little podcast today. Okay. Thanks for making those derogatory comments about my mother. <laughs> I apologise to any race that I may have offended uh-huh. in the in this previous episode. I uh, hope you enjoyed yourself, Lord Al.
4: Yes, I did. Thank you, Lord Brent. Um, I hope you enjoyed yourself too.
3: I did. Uh, and we'll be back soon.
4: For mutual pleasure.
3: <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thanks, Al. Thank you. Don't forget to check us out online,
2: lordsofloud.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram.